0: Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. Another episode of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with the kid from Kansas City himself. Mark Gunnels, the loser of the cap of consequences and also joined here with baby face Joel Solomon, the winner and who will be assigning the fate to Mark Gunnels. I can't wait to see what Joel has in store. Nice hat, Joel. Got to get you a gold
1: hat, Mark. I need one.
2: You know, that's right. I figured if, if we're going to pick from the cap of consequences, I'm, I'm glad, you know, Martin, you have one. I have two. Uh, Gunnels, do you have one? Do you have a, a gold hat yet? I do not. Well, uh, you're surrounded. But you you do have <laughs> a cap today, the Cap of Consequences. So, I, I don't know. I mean, Martin, should we just get into this? This is your show. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, no, thank you for being here. And also, thanks for winning, and thanks for me for not losing the Cap of Consequences contest, because this will be Mark's second year in a row where he's lost the Cap of Consequences bet. He... Some, for some reason, silly reason, picked Kansas to win the national title. And I pretty much, I pretty much sunk you right then and there from the start <laughs> right there. So uh, I know, Joel, you've been sitting, thinking long and hard about these different consequences that could be in play right here. Why don't you give us a little preview of, the, uh, of, what, of what could be in store for your boy?
2: Well, you, you up the because I know you had Mark do a, uh, a Jackson Mahomes TikTok, which, is, <laughs> which, was, which was bad. No, that was pretty bad. <laughs> So we're we we've got some options. I'm going to put into the cap of consequence because I, I always think it's it's, it's fun to you, you you're not positive what you're going to get. So the first one, we all we all love uh, the NCAA tournament. We love Cinderellas. This is called Cinderella moment. So Mark, you're going to have to dress up as Cinderella <laughs> and go out on go out on Hollywood Boulevard, holding a sign that says uh, "My bracket sucked." And you know maybe we'll have you in a, a glass slipper or holding a glass slipper, but I think a, a good one hour is Cinderella on Hollywood Boulevard—that
0: oh, <laughs> would be his Cinderella God. moment for sure.
2: I like it. Keep it coming, Joel. All right. So we also have the final four. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of talk uh, on, on on against all odds. Harry is a big fan of Seven Eleven wings. Uh of the he final is. four. You will have to go into Seven Eleven. And eat the final four hot dogs that they have on their machine. Uh, probably around 10 o'clock, I feel like is a good time. I don't know if you're a fan of hot dogs, but.
1: <laughs>
0: um,
1: not really a hot dog guy, to be honest with you. I used to be a hot no. dog guy, but I'm not a glizzy guy anymore.
0: Uh, I, if I had to eat the four <laughs> hot dogs at seven, my stomach would be in traction for three days. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
2: Well, all right, so so maybe uh, Cinderella might be the better option here. And then the final option, it's called uh, the field of 64, Mark. The the, NCAA, the brackets have uh, expanded a little, but for the most part, it's a field of 64. You and I uh, are, are going to head to a field. I, I think Martin might want to come. We'll bring a book or something else to do, uh, maybe a sandwich. But while we're doing that, I'm going to throw 64 pennies into a field You're gonna have to find them until you (laughs) find them. That's 64. You're not coming home.
0: What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have three different high-quality entries into the capital consequences. I don't. let's Let's see. Okay. Now, let's say it's the size of the field. You know what, Joel? There's a field maybe three blocks from where we are right now. It's a baseball diamond. Let's just use that one as the field. It's a good size. You could definitely spread 64 pennies out there, and it will, Mark would have a, a difficult time, I would say, to find them all. So, Gunnels, the question is, which one of these do you least want to see come out of the cap of consequences? Uh, I'll
1: probably have to say Cinderella. Because
0: that's the thing, Cinderella on Hollywood Boulevard, it's one of the most populous areas in the world, Craig, the world. Yeah, that's
1: probably the least for sure. But on the counter
0: positive, though, everybody is dressed up crazy on Hollywood Boulevard. You'd be standing there next to Spider-Man, Batman, and you'd be the only one who's self-conscious in the idea that you're dressed like Cinderella. You might actually make a couple dollars with somebody coming to take a picture of you.
1: Yeah, but you know, what if I see some people that I that know me and they'll be like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Oh, like you well, I'm said, gonna be sure to be sure popular. that people.
0: That, I'm gonna be sure that people that know you see this. Like, don't, don't don't make no mistake. Like
1: out of the three, that's the one that has public shame. The other two doesn't have any public shame, really. Well, it it's all, just all will be like
0: recorded and personal. edited and used and break out a video. But Joel, at this point, I'm rooting for Cinderella.
2: Well, none of these are as bad as having to go see 80 for Brady because yeah. that was. That was suffering, I will tell you. So you are off the hook. I would not want the final four because that might literally be your final four things you eat, period. <laughs> four hot dogs in general. That, that, that would be next. So I'm, I'm, I'm
1: rooting for the, the pennies. That's what I'm rooting for.
2: All right. One, two, three, into the cap. And uh, I mean, I,
0: Drum roll, you, can, you can tell me when to stop. <laughs> we play this out, Mark. Or, no, I think Mark's got to call it. Keep going, keep going. All right, all right. I'm
1: stop. Stop. Yep,
2: send All right, there's no cheating. I'm pulling this one out. Here we go. Oh, Lord.
3: Oh! Yes. are you serious? Ah, ding, 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 fa- ding ding
2: ding 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 ding. I'm your fairy godmother because you are off to Hollywood Boulevard. Unbelievable. Cinderella.
0: Oh, wow. Let's go! Let's go! Oh, I am so excited for oh this. Oh my god. I cannot wait. Oh uh, <laughs> I can see right now the smile on Sal's face as he knows that Mark Gunnels will be standing outside Jimmy Kimmel Live wearing (laughs) wearing a Cinderella with a sign that says, my bracket sucked. On the backside of the sign, Mark, you have to have, this is my Cinderella moment. This is my moment. Amazing. Fairly dickens. Hey, you know what? It's fitting. It's fitting. With with all the upsets that we had this tournament, of course, Cinderella has never had a moment quite like this. And we'll never have a moment quite like this again unless Mark <laughs> really likes it and tries decides he wants to do it twice. Oh, brother.
2: <laughs> I don't it like it. How- <laughs> we, we could have sent you to, to, to Disneyland. But I feel like that you're, Martin's right. You're going to fit right in on Hollywood Boulevard. Maybe he'll dress up as Prince Charming. I don't know. Martin, Martin's going like
1: to
2: dress up with
1: me. <laughs> all no, right, all right. right. I'm going to tell everybody look, $3 for the picture with Cinderella, $3. <laughs> I, Martin enjoys me being in this situation so too much. Oh,
0: oh man, I love it. I know, mine, <laughs> hey, mine's coming down the pipe. Lakers are going to make the playoffs. But that's another story all entirely. Right now, we have to deal with the, with the Ides of March. And, Joel, thank you for joining us today and making sure that Mark Gunnels will take a little bit more time filling out that bracket next month, <laughs> next year.
2: Good luck. Thanks, fellas. I'll see, you, I'll see you soon, Mark. All right, man, appreciate you. What size are you, XL?
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out, man. <laughs> <All right.
3: laughs>
0: oh man, that is amazing. That I mean, spaghetti. Honestly, that was that was the best the best possible outcome. No,
3: I, I got to be honest. I wanted the Cinderella, Joel. I knew ahead of I, the, the final three. Oh, I saw the full list, <laughs> and then I had the final three options that it was in an email. But I swear there was no uh, nefarious things done by Joel. It was a straight up wrote them on a piece of paper. You know, put him in his hat, he picked it. It was not, you know, a weighted uh, you sure all, all three of them weren't nothing, Cinderella? No, nothing was frozen, <laughs> there was not all three Cinderella because we we did deep like a deep dive and thought which, which one would be the funniest to capture on a video. We did think the field, you in the field picking up 64 cents, would have been very, very funny, but um, kind of back to what Martin was saying, I think setting the scene of you in the Cinderella costume next to you know the Avengers and Batman and Superman and like all the craziness, uh, with <laughs> all our all the and, and the if it makes you feel better, Mark, our EP crew will be there with you, so um, I am. I deep down, I am very happy.
1: <laughs> hey yeah. man, it's all good. It's all part of the game. I knew what I was getting myself into with the possibility of this happening, but I would have never thought that I would have been dressed up as Cinderella on Hollywood Boulevard.
0: Joe asked me yesterday if you if I wanted to know what the options were, and I said no. Keep me in the dark. I want to find out the same time Mark finds out. And a hundred percent was the right decision. That's amazing. That is.
1: That's exactly what you wanted, two out of the three options. I mean, what, can you explain why you wanted that one the most? Because it would bother you the most. Because you, you know me. That's why. Because
0: <laughs> I, know, I know that you, Mr. Mark Gunnels on Elon Musk uh, Twitter, with the blue check marks everywhere on Instagram, tweeting out the time and the location, the concept that you are going to have to feel obligated to retweet this as it comes from the Extra Points account. It, I, I, might, I might screenshot that and put it on a
1: T-shirt. Oh, my God, I love it. Uh, this is probably gonna go viral. Like, you think so? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Me and a Cinderella. Like, yeah. People are gonna eat that up on Twitter for sure.
0: Yeah, your 100%. biggest Twitter fan is right here in this room, Eddie Spaghetti. He loves your Twitter timeline. He, hey, he I appreciate it.
1: Every, I appreciate Eddie, man. <laughs> oh, man.
0: That's amazing. So, Cinderella moment on Hollywood Boulevard will be happening shortly. So, if you're out there. <laughs> Right there, Hollywood and Highland, getting off the red line, pop up off the Metro, and you see Mark Gunnels waving his sign. That's amazing. we, we know what? We got to take a break. We actually have we, a show to get to go Before through. we get into the NBA, I need a moment to collect myself. Caesar's Sportsbook, it's not just an app. It's a whole empire. Iconic casinos, hotels, world-class restaurants, it's all yours with Caesar's Rewards because every bet that you place Win or lose earns rewards credits in which you can redeem for hotel stays at over 50 destinations, meals, tickets, merch, bonuses, and more. Get started today. Create an account with promo code OmahaFull. 21 are up, 19 are up in Ontario, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one is stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Philadelphia, or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, one 770 stop Massachusetts, if a, you are a loved one is experiencing gambling problems, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 report in Michigan. Call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and hope Well, Cinderella. Before we get all the way into the NBA, (laughs) let's talk about the actual Cinderellas, sort of a Cinderella. I said this on the radio on Saturday on Fox Sports Radio seven to ten Eastern. Uh, I said if UConn is Cinderella, I mean if San Diego State is Cinderella, then UConn must be Rapunzel, right? Because neither one of nobody expected either team to really be there, right? uh, In terms of the thing, and uh, UConn won a national title in which they had literally no sweat from round one to the end. They just walked through I think the average margin of victory 15, they covered every spread, so you know what they say good teams win, great teams cover
1: Yeah, so this game UConn pretty much dominated the whole game, right? San Diego State did have that run like, what, six, seven minutes to go in the game, you thought, okay, maybe they actually make it a game, to cut it to, I think, four but then after that, UConn they just made a couple shots and San Diego State, their offense, they just didn't have enough. They didn't have that punch. They didn't have that guy that can just go get a bucket. Everything had to be run some sets. And UConn, they're too big. They were too athletic. They were everywhere, man. It just felt like UConn was going to win the whole entire time. I never felt San Diego State even had a chance, even when they did cut it to, like, four points. Yeah, that's about where I was at.
0: And let's be honest, nobody cares about this tournament. How much women's college basketball did you watch (laughs) over the weekend?
1: A lot. I consumed every second of it, actually.
0: Every second of it. Every you watched second both of Final it. Four matchups I and did. then the national title game. I did. So I dropped in. I, you know what? I was I was uh, I was new there, right? I didn't watch a lot of women's college basketball until the tournament. I was aware of who Caitlin Clark was, a new Angel Reese, Aaliyah Boston. That's about it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I know who these people are as sports figures, but necessarily. Yeah. Like, uh, what is that, Charles Barkley, uh, Shaq, or whoever? I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with your game, right? <laughs> but... After the national championship game, I thought, wow, this is amazing. Because everybody else on Twitter must be newer than me. Because while I am only two days old, on day one, I saw Caitlin Clark talking more trash than a bad garbage man.
3: <laughs>
1: okay?
0: <laughs> you know I mean, oh, you, shut up. You're down 15, all of this and that. Now, Dave said this yesterday on extra points, and I tend to agree with them. It's a little weird. For you to be in your biggest moment, in your in, in your the highlight of your athletic career so far, which I assume a national title would be for Angel Reese, that your first move is to go seek out somebody else. But at the end of the day, she won. You get to do whatever you want when you win. Just ask Draymond Green. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh you know, that's that's the problem. They said if you wanted her to be quiet, you should have beat her.
1: Yeah, um, so I kind of agree with Eddie to a certain extent because here's my thing. I don't like the disingenuous stuff that's going on. Talking about how people are saying it is the exact same thing. Like, yeah, she made the same gesture. You can't see me shout out to John Cena. I watched WrestleMania by the way. I was, was that is
0: that a, to me? That's a Steph thing. I thought Steph was. get well, no, was he actually, that
1: from John Cena. Well. No, Steph actually got that from someone else. I think it was, I can't remember. It was some some other figure he got it from, but it wasn't John Cena though. It was somebody else too. But John Cena was like the first guy I remember doing it. But then somebody else after him made it popular and then Steph and then so on and so on. Sure. So, but anyway, yeah. Like he said, your biggest moment. It would be different if it happened like naturally. Let's say she got an and one on her and Caitlin Clark was just right there kind of like a too small or, you know, a flex or something like that. Or you made a big shot over her or something like in the flow of the game. It was literally a timeout and she was walking to her bench. They were both able to walk to well, the bench. was benches. the end of the game. The clock was expired. Well, no, I thought it was a timeout. I thought there was still time left in the game at, at that point when she did Either that. way, there's
0: like yeah. three minutes left on the clock yeah. at most.
1: Yeah, but the fact that you literally were following her and you made an emphasis to... To show her, hey, you better see me taunting you. Let me flash look at my ring. I need a ring and you can't see me. It kind of made Caitlin Clark, honestly, if I was her, I'd feel honored. Like you you had to do all that just to get my attention see, in I, that in your biggest moment. That was kind of I, I was
0: there as well because all right. So here's the deal. Like Like I'm that important to you? <laughs> Aaliyah Boston's gonna be the number one pick in the WNBA draft right? Mm -hmm. Kayla Clark, even if she came out right now, probably would not be, right? She would not be picked ahead of Aaliyah Boston, I don't think, if she came out right now. Now, uh, Angel Reese set the record for double-doubles in women's college basketball this year with 34. What? South Carolina was 33-0 in the Final Four game. So I don't know how many games on top of my head LSU played, but just about every damn one of them, Angel Reese had a double-double. You know what I'm saying? And the only conversation being had is about Caitlin Clark and, and women's college basketball having a space for more than one star. It's like it's very much like it's almost the same as when like we talk about the Jokic for MVP thing. Everybody's like, I don't have a problem with Jokic. It's just what y'all tell me. He's so much better than everybody else is now. Nah, I got to Now we got to talk about it. Now we got to argue. Right. I think. That is, is another, on a, on, honestly, on a bigger scale in the women's college basketball, because Caitlin Clark is the only household name across the league. And it's arguable, I, I think, arguable if she's the best player.
1: Yeah, that's fair to say. I think the difference is, though, and why people are gravitating to her a lot more is the style of play. Oh, you no, know, sure. Yeah, we don't. Re- when is the last time you seen somebody in a women's game that's pulling up from 28, 30 feet like Steph Curry? That you you don't see that like it's very very rare. So I I think that is the attraction that comes along with her.
0: But I'm not saying I'm not and I'm not saying it's not warranted. She a dog. I mean that that South Carolina game she had. You know I'm sitting there watching it with my my girl and she's like why do they keep talking about her. And I'm like because <laughs> she has forty forty some points and the team's got seventy five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If she sprained her ankle in the second quarter, this thing is a blowout. That's why they keep talking about her because she's nasty. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I I did a, I did not have a problem in totality with anything that happened with LSU. I just thought it was a lot. I just it was a lot for me. I wouldn't have done all of that. Yeah. But I've also never won a championship before of anything. When I have won things, I can you know you know how insufferable I am when I barely am right about something. Imagine me winning an actual competition.
1: I mean, you remind remind me every day about the Zion-John Morant
0: thing. Don't start with that freaking guy. And, in fact, (laughs) let's get into the NBA right now because the New Orleans Pelicans laid a freaking stinker last night against the Kings. (laughs) I had your balance units double-double because you know what? The Pelicans' last five games were playing good ball. Brandon Ingram, real three-level score. Okay, that was another. You were early on Brandon Ingram, and I was like, I don't know. And you know what? I know now. You were right. Okay, there you go. Brandon Ingram is a true three-level scorer. And when he's at his best, I see, if you close your eyes and squint and plug your nose a little bit, I see where people <laughs> were talking about with that KD Jr.-ish level. Michael baby, Porter Jr. Baby KD. We're still waiting. Michael Porter Jr. Is still waiting. He's, but, loading. he's
1: still loading. He's but, still loading.
0: But, but but Brandon Ingram, I get it. He's he, I now feel that he is a good enough scorer by himself. Uh, uh, you know, creating his own shot to be your first or second best offensive player in a playoff series
1: in advance, right? Like, yeah. he's, he's there now. The only problem is... And he's been playmaking too lately. Like, he's getting, having double-digit assist games, like seven, eight assists. But see, like, the problem is, and we know this because we saw this all the
0: time in Portland, C.J. McCollum is likely better served as your third best player right, mm-hmm. is he's a capable second-best player, but he's better served as your third-best player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To get more points. Now, you get CJ as a, on the third option defensively, you're talking different. 100%. It's And that's why this big <clears throat> won't come back in the lineup because he tore his hamstring in January. You know what? It is now... I've paid rent three times since Zion's hurt his hamstring, (laughs) and he still hasn't come back yet. And if he did, I really feel like this Pelicans team would be ready. Like, that's what they are away. They're one piece away. They already drafted the piece. The only problem is only played 104 games in four years.
1: Yeah, and the latest update on him, there's still no timetable for his return. The update,
0: see, this is is what we do as journalists, and we need to stop. The update for Zion will be when he comes back. That, that, that is not news that he is not playing.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That's, that's the latest But artist. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I get like, yeah, like, you. Yeah. It, like, it, like, it, it wasn't it – like, nothing's changed. It yeah. wasn't
0: news that LeBron was going to play last night and may sit for the back-to-back. That's been happening consistently. You know what I'm saying? AD sitting on so, back-to-backs. Okay. would it be that's news for you happening. if
1: they said Zion will come back for the play-in?
0: Oh yeah! It'd be not only would it be news; it'd be more shocking than it'd be the most shocking headline of the day. <laughs> I can't say of the week. It, yesterday was a busy day, but <laughs> it would be the most shocking day headline of the week if Zion was able to come back. And uh, but that, that's just because you know that's a personal thing for me. I'm sick about it. Sick. I see the Pelicans right there with 38, 38 losses. The whole freaking West from 5 to 11 has got 38 losses last night. And it just, oh, Tuesday night, I should say. And then it all just shook out right for your boy.
1: This is where 14. it all. This is where it all stems from.
0: It all stems from this, and all I thought, <laughs> oh Mark Gunnels, I thought we had a Skip Bayless special load. No oh, boy I did it. And what did I text you last night about? No, no, no. We oh, hold on. All right, I'm, we'll all get right, there in just right. a moment. But when <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the Lakers with a 12 point lead with three minutes left of the game, thinking, "Golly." Look at this, the jazz just laying it down. Where is Lloyd Marking? Where I mean the last time I saw this, old, old uh, a chai figure, he was playing for Kansas. I can't remember say his name. Or that's chai the last Obagi. time. Obaji. Obaji, that's the that's the last time he got memorable minutes in March. <laughs> he was playing for Kansas. And all of a sudden, this is the guy guarding LeBron. And then and then slowly but surely, you turn over and Kelly Olenek Bank Three just dwindling down, dwindling down to when LeBron, oh my God, I saw, I I know that you know when Austin Reeves inbounded that ball, passed it to the corner, got it back, and passed it to LeBron at the top of the key, and LeBron stood there for six and a half seconds. I was sitting there like, yes! Do it! Do it! Do it! And sure enough, he did. He passed the ball with three seconds left, and I made a great cut, but then smoked the layup. And I thought right then and there, I was like, wow, is this how it ends? Is this how it ends? And I know, I know you were thinking the same thing because I know you were watching it. As soon as the game ended, he tweeted out, Eddie, hashtag Lake Show. As soon as the game ended, <laughs> you would have you thought he was working for the team.
1: Yeah, I mean – they tried their hardest to blow that game away. They were up 10 with 140 left. I'm like, okay, this game's over. And I was, honestly, I was disappointed because I wanted them to be up by a certain amount in the fourth quarter to where they could rest AD and LeBron. Because they, play, they played tonight. They have a back-to-back. And I don't think they're going to play tonight against the Clippers now considering the game went the overtime. So that's probably going to ruin that matchup. But back to the Utah game. LeBron took an unnecessary three with about a minute left. I'm like, why? Dude, he... Why? There, he
0: loves it, and I. it's one of the few times go, that, that, that I... He wants to go with that kill shot. You know that micro... You know how micro betting's really popular? Like, you can bet on a single play? Mm-hmm. That, I, I can see the way he pulls up for that shot. He's going to miss it. Yeah. You, know, you can really see it, especially he hit one three years ago where he spun it in his left hand. And then... Now, ever since then... <laughs> It's doink don't and I'm talking about bad too. He put, that logo bron thing is not a thing.
1: No, he hits it like 20% of the time. <laughs>
0: yeah, like it's not <laughs> it's not what you want. But like, when he hits
1: it, it gets like sensationalized on Twitter. Like, oh my god, logo LeBron. And then he misses like the next 10 of them. Yeah, like you want to talk about <laughs> Steph Lillard,
0: uh, that's different. Okay, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> like LeBron, yeah. If he was somebody else, they tell him, Hey man, let's take three steps in. Yeah. But And they come through in overtime. And I'll tell you what, though, I will say this. Your boy played really well, especially in overtime, I thought.
1: And you're talking about Austin Reeves? I'm talking
0: about all of them. All of them, your boy. But <laughs> I'll say here's the thing because we just, here's the, the ultimate, the ultimate uh, con- Austin Reeves conversation. I don't think you're being genuine if you can talk about his game right now and not talk about how many free throws he's attempting.
1: No, it has to be part of the conversation.
0: It has to be. And when you look at the free throw numbers, I tweeted it out last night. Since March 1st, uh-huh. Austin Reeves is in the top 10 of free throws attempted. And that's up with like guys like Joel Embiid, guys like Giannis, guys like Jason Tatum, guys like Devin Booker. I'm talking about We're not talking about, like, high-usage guys. Ultra-high-usage guys. Like, the guy on the team. Yeah. Like, he's shooting more free throws than Anthony Davis and LeBron combined some games. He has a great whistle. And I don't know. In fact, I do know. I'm old enough to remember when. You know how Donovan Mitchell's going on these 40-point uh Runs hitting four games in a row, five games in a row, and take a break. James Harden was doing that like every six games. Yeah, you remember that they were like, "Oh, is he the second best scoring guard ever?" After coach, like, is he the second? Like, yeah, his what?
1: MVP year in Houston, he was going crazy. And, and
0: the, the, the MVP year in Houston in the year before,
1: yeah, the, all of those the, high, yeah, usage, all of it, yeah, those it.
0: high uses where he's shooting twenty five free throws a game. Yeah, what happened in the playoffs?
1: He fizzled out. He wasn't getting those calls.
0: The, the second game, part. The game
1: was officiated. Differently. The
0: second part is more important yeah. to me. Yeah. Because you fizzle out. everybody gets tired. Everybody get hurt. Everybody got the issues that they're dealing with right now. They got dips, decisions, issues, problems, and shh. So my dad would say, "You got a case <laughs> of the dips." Everybody got their dips right now, right? Yeah. However, we just talked about CJ McCollum being better as a third, being best as a third player on a team that's didn't play have success. Mm. I don't think Austin Reeves is going to be able to continue this. And I don't have anything besides like the vast NBA history of guys who start up like this throughout any meaningful playoff run, throughout any meaningful even play-in game. If they're not if they start if if they are playing a real NBA team last night, first of all they lose and with the overtime. Secondly, maybe Austin Reeves doesn't get fouled all like that because he's going against guys who are actually NBA players. And I don't mean that to be a slight to the people that the Utah Jazz played out there, but literally some of them were called up that day from the G League. So they weren't NBA players before that day.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. So you're saying that in the playoffs, we're going to see his free throw attempts dramatically go down.
0: I would that's say what, that's what you're getting at. That's what I say. And I think all of it drives from that, right? Instead of getting a foul, that's a miss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now, okay, well, you know, he shot eight free throws last night. Just fouled on four free throws, four shot attempts. Yeah. That's four misses there. That's going down the other way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it. Like, he, don't get me wrong, can he play? Like, he's, he's all right. But, like, I'm not counting on him at any point in time. I understand that LeBron – has given him confidence and all of that. But LeBron has trusted Jr. Smith to call timeout. LeBron trusts, you know what I'm saying? LeBron trusts a
1: lot to do a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, he's, he's their fourth or fifth best player at best.
0: But that's like, the thing. He's not, though. In this last stretch, he's been their third best player, and that's the point of the issue. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, all right, when you made all the trade for Jared Vanderbilt and D'Angelo Russell and all of this and then Malik Beasley, yeah. did you think your third best player was on the roster? I don't think so.
1: Well, technically it's D'Angelo Russell, but he's been in and out of the lineup. But actually they, what I'm watching, well, know, yeah, if you're going just based on recent. Cuz they need success, everyone. They needed yeah.
0: everyone. Austin Reeves' was 28 last night.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: They needed yeah, everyone.
1: Like, yeah, but to my point D'Lo wasn't there. Well, I'm I'm thinking about when they're when they're at full when they're full and healthy, he's their fourth best player at best. You could argue and a couple other guys, maybe Rui Hachimera or Vanderbilt, but I think he's probably their fourth best player when they're healthy.
0: Do you remember the primary reason why the Minnesota Timberwolves couldn't advance past the Memphis Grizzlies last year?
1: Yeah, D'Angelo Russell.
0: All right. So I was asking.
1: Yeah, but different situation. He didn't have LeBron and AD next to him. They're still playing basketball.
0: Uh, one other thing that LeBron trusted or was trying to to make happen, uh, he was trying to get Kyrie in L A. One
1: hundred percent.
0: That's that's, uh, that's well reported. Luca last night though. This is a throwback to a lemon pepper pod from many moons ago, around the Jackson Mahomes TikTok time. <laughs> Luca last night says he misses Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Best post-game in the league under (laughs) 6'4", Jalen Brunson, who, I don't know, all Julius Randle does get hurt. You know what Jalen Brunson does? Give me that 40. I'm good.
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) Talk about all the drama in Dallas lately, man. You know, from Kyrie saying they're a cluster F, Luka saying he's not having fun anymore, and then now he misses – Jalen Brunson is like that meme. You know that meme where they have like Wolverine in the bed and he's like looking at the, the picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a picture of Jalen Brunson there. Uh, I mean, yeah. And we kind of talked about this last year, now that you bring it up, about the value of Jalen Brunson. And I what was, he, what I was on it, You're, I'm you're like, all in I'm on it. I'm like, bro, this you're guy all in is on nice.
0: Because he was, I mean, he had Rudy Gobert dancing in yeah. the Western Conference, Luka hurt calf. Remember that? Luca was hurt last yeah, year. Yeah, he won that and series. And that team went to the Western Conference Finals. He yeah. was like, to me, he showed he could be the second or third best player on the championship team.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one thing he is, I know he just was out uh, recently, but he is available for the most part. You're not going to have any off well, the court thing. weirdness things going on <laughs> with Jalen Brunson.
0: If Jalen Brunson is unavailable, it's because he went to the doctor earlier that day. Yeah, the doctor said he couldn't go. Yeah, it's not because... If Kyrie's unavailable, God only
1: knows. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy, the guy just had 48 a few days ago. I mean, the guy is playing, what, he's averaging 24 and 6, 50% from the field. Yeah, maybe it would have been best to just kind of invest in him a little bit. Maybe, you know, the guy's only 26 years old, Kyrie's in his 30s, he's probably not even going to stay there, it was a rental Obviously, they didn't know at the time they was going to get Kyrie when they let Jalen Brunson walk. But, but in the, hindsight, but the idea yeah. was
0: we're gonna let Brunson walk. Somebody else can pay him this hundred million dollar contract fully guaranteed yeah. over the next five years. That's not gonna be us because we think we
1: can get better. Yeah. That was you know, that's that's what the that's why you do that, right? Yeah, yeah, ultimately, yeah, for sure. So <sighs> they're probably going to miss the plan now dude like who would have thought before the year Dallas wouldn't even be in the plan and when they traded for Kyrie you know they were the 5th seed at that time <laughs> they went from all the way from 5th all the way to out the plan
0: as dude, of right you now you had a moment right after we got back from Arizona in the Super Bowl where people were like well Dallas went to the conference final last year and KD with Phoenix, who's been to the championship a few years, you know what I'm saying, just recently. He's like, do we see a KD-Kyrie Western Conference final?
1: That was a thing. And now it's no longer a thing. I mean, they're, they're a half a game behind OKC for that last planned spot. So they theoretically can still get in. Both teams have lost three straight. So and both teams are trying so hard not to win games. You must have betted on both of those teams.
0: I mean, and th- I bet on the Lakers <laughs> to miss the playoffs. So I'm just looking at the whole bottom. At first, it was Portland saying, "You know what? We'll just mail you know Damian Lillard. Come sit next to me." Yeah. And then I just, oh my goodness, what Oklahoma City did
1: yesterday was just. You had them on the spread.
0: No, I didn't bet them on it at all. I just, oh, I you just were just, uh, okay. just win. I just yeah, don't yeah. you guys have any intention of trying to do anything in the post? You already got. Uh, uh, what's your name? They got Chet in, yeah, the, in the back exactly. pocket. You guys, so what are you, what are you tanking for Wimbeona? How many people can you have who, weigh, <laughs> who are over seven feet tall and weigh less than 200 pounds on one team?
1: It's like at what point do you try to actually win?
0: Yeah, like I feel like now would be the time. Are you starting to pay Lou Dort, Josh Giddy is going to, you know what I'm saying? Like this is the time. SGA is him. Exactly. You got a fringe MVP candidate or at least one of the people that people say is in the conversation. You top know five in mean? odds, I believe. It's like, <laughs> go win a game. Go
1: win, man. Just go. Just go press the win button. <laughs> you can't stand it. Speaking of Dallas, man, oh, this is gonna be a fun one tonight. They play the Kings in Dallas. That should be a fun game.
0: It should be very high score. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: actually have a play on that for uh, later in the show. I imagine it would be
0: <laughs> Sacramento one hundred and seventy five, <laughs> Dallas. 160. And no, no <laughs> overtime needed. Yeah, no <laughs> overtime needed at all. But uh, you know what? Uh, speaking of the MVP, fringe MVP candidate Shake Elder, side slander. I don't appreciate the idea that we just decided that Joel B won the MVP yesterday. Gonna he have 52?
1: Oh, you have beef with that? I thought you would like that.
0: I. The game, it's not over yet. The season's not over. Can we just, you know, I, like, I get it. He They needed all 52 of that. But to me, the bigger takeaway was they needed all 52 of Joel Embiid's points to beat the Celtics without Robert Williams by two points.
1: And no Jalen Brown.
2: And no Jalen Brown. The scholar himself.
1: <laughs> and they were at home.
2: And they were at home. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Don't worry. Doc Rivers went out there and said, he won the MVP. I tell you, man, Philly. They are ripe, bro. They are ripe for the picking. Because Embiid is, look, he is an animal. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Incredible. Yeah. And especially like last night when he's got the elbow jumper going. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Right? But they don't got nobody else. They don't
1: got nothing. You don't trust James Harden? I trust him to be exactly what he's been. Tyrese Maxey doesn't move you?
0: Tyrese Maxey moves me more than James Harden does. (laughs) To be honest.
1: What about the $100 million man, Tobias Harris?
0: Man, you talk about a legend at the bank.
1: <laughs> With a ski mask. A
0: legend at the bank. <laughs> but uh, that's what, they don't have anything. They don't have any other punches. And it's like you sit there and you watch George Yang run like 20 regular season minutes. And you know, this is where they're going to lose in the playoffs. This yeah. is it.
1: Yeah, if he's playing real NBA minutes for it, you, that's not good.
0: Like, mean, this is it. This is where you lose. Yeah. Like, George Yang should be playing for the Jazz with Kelly Olynyk and, uh, and your boy Oh, yeah, he'll fit like in perfectly
1: Yeah, yeah, he'll fit in good there, actually. I like that. But, uh, yeah, that is the narrative, right, that the MVP's over. Vince Carter, it's a wrap, <laughs> dunk contest, right? Doc Rivers said the MVP race is over. Um, but I think it's also a combination of the fact that Jokic played yesterday. And they lost to the Rockets by 20 points. And he only had 14 points in that game. So I, I think it's the combination of Embiid maybe having his best game of the season, Jokic having his worst game of the season on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. But why does nobody talk about Giannis? I, I'm the only one. It's, it's, it's just me. It's just me out
0: here. That's it. You were waiting for that one. I'm standing on my corner more
1: lonely than Cinderella on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm like, come on. What's going on? Like, his stats are very similar to Embiid. He has a better record. team that have a better team record. But like I told you last time, I think what's going to penalize him is the fact that when he did miss time, the Bucks were still winning basketball games.
0: Yeah, now, I, whether
1: you think that's fair or not, but that's something they're going to hold over his head.
0: Who the best player in basketball? Giannis. Who the best team in basketball? Milwaukee. I ain't never heard of more 2 plus 2 equals 5 <laughs> I, in my life.
1: I'm not saying I agree I with that know, logic. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm, I,
0: I just, I just <laughs> when I sit here and hear about it. Yeah. It's just 2 plus 2, <laughs> 5. There we go. But congratulations to you, Mark. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. On what? Andrew Wiggins has returned to the Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It's go for dude, man. You see that smile? Spaghetti? That smile is genuine. I miss, miss watching Wiggins is, play basketball, he, man. I mean, you want to talk about Gun, Gunnell's tweets, just wait till <laughs> Maple Jordan is back out there for the
3: Warriors.
0: <laughs> now, the thing is this, though. And... I told you, I loved where the, the fit that Andrew Wiggins had in that, in that, uh, in that in that uh system. It's the pressure is not on him as much to be a scorer, and as a result, he can benefit scoring off loose balls. He doesn't have to create everything for himself. He's the defender that people say Clay and Draymond is. It's really Wiggins. Wiggins was giving Luca hell. He's the re- I don't say he's the reason.
1: Tatum, too, in the finals. But
0: he's a big part of the reason defensively they were able to lock up. Now, I know that when you look at the Warriors' road record, of which they have won nine total games, play 42 on the road, Mark. They've won nine.
1: <laughs> nine and 30.
0: So it's crazy. I understand that defense plays a role in that. However, I don't know if Andrew Wiggins would have been on my all defense first team. And, uh, that's what the way that people are kind of banking on him coming back and just being, oh, you know, Andrew Wiggins is here. He'll be able to – all the Warriors' defensive problems will be fixed because that's why they lose on the road. They don't,
1: they don't guard nobody. Yeah, but don't you think when it comes down to playoff basketball, they can flip that switch? I, I think they can. I, I, I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt until they don't anymore. And to me, that's going to determine how they perform in the playoffs. As of right now, they are the fifth seed. They would play Phoenix in the first round with the playoff started today. I would love the Warriors in that matchup, especially with Wiggins back. The Suns don't have no depth. Uh, They're very top heavy. And they got a guy in Wiggins that can make things difficult for KD. Obviously, you won't shut him down or anything, but I, I do think he can make things just challenging enough. And they have nobody at all that can guard Steph Curry. So if we're just looking at that, the playoff picture there. But uh, for the Warriors, just overall, with Wiggins back, to me it puts everybody back in their natural position. Now Clay doesn't have to worry about guarding the best perimeter defender. He can guard the second best guy. You know, it puts Draymond down a line. Uh, you're taking away some minutes from guys off the bench that probably shouldn't have been playing like a lamb. So I, I, I do think it, it does make them so you know, the maybe, the, maybe the favorite out the West. Maybe. i so said the other thing it
0: does... As much as it pains me to say it, and as well as you played last night in the fourth quarter, gets a little bit of Jordan Poole off the floor. And that's probably – he has diminishing returns after a while, Jordan Poole. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. he's better suited as a gunner at this stage in his career. than somebody come in and just hunt, 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 hunt shots – and that's that. And when we need defensive stops, you know, all right, you know what I'm saying? Come on, we got, we're got we going to the bullpen. Let's go get Wiggins back in there. Let's go get, you know, yeah, he's, another wing He's guy good in there. spots. You don't want to overuse him. <laughs> and one spot he was great in was last night in the fourth freaking quarter. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. But Michigan, man.
1: So overall, big picture March for lessons. you. Because I know you've been wanting to get on the Warriors bandwagon. You've been saying, like, you you wanted to so bad, but they just wouldn't let you. Does this return get you there? No. No.
0: No, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't.
1: You're not strong on no team in the West. This is why the West is so fascinating.
0: It is. Because normally you
1: have have... strong takes, and you don't have – there's not one team in the West that you can say with confidence, they're coming out the West.
0: The one that says to me, and they won last
1: night in the game, I
0: thought they were going to blow it, Sacramento. And I understand everybody's lining up to play them. Everybody wants to play but this team scores 150 doggone points a game. And I know that the I know they don't defend anybody, but I don't know how much it matters when you only score when you're
1: scoring 150 points a game in this Western conference. But Martin, the game slows down in the playoffs. Have you not heard that so? So I've been told. <laughs> don't you love that cliche? But it is true though. It is true. I mean, there is some truth to that. Though. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't
0: know how much it matters. I'm sitting here watching like. Phoenix score 110 points, 120 points a game with KD thinking, oh, okay, that's a high number. Then you watch the Sacramento Kings play, and it's like they're playing a different sport. It's like they have mastered going the two-minute offense the whole time. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, why don't they just why don't they do it the whole time? Well, they did. They do. And they don't play a lick of defense. I just don't know how much it matters. It depend on how many – How many? You know, I think to win a title is going to be tough. But to make solid noise in the West – Against some of these teams that we're looking at the bottom, like it's a lot of name recognition down there. It's a lot of, I've never seen him do it before, so I don't believe he can up top, you know? And I don't, somebody got to do it first.
1: Why aren't we saying the Nuggets are the clear favorite? Why? Because y'all don't believe what y'all were saying the last two years about
0: Nikola Jokic. That's why.
1: That has to be the reason, right? Because <laughs> if you look at all the other teams in the West, the Nuggets should clearly be the favorite. They have a really good roster. I like Jamal Murray. I like Michael Porter Jr. I like Aaron Gordon. Like these are real basketball. Like you mentioned, real basketball players. Yeah. These are real guys. Yeah. Around the MVP. Like, why are we not saying they're the favorite? Because they're not. So is that an indictment on Jokic? The biggest one possible. It's <laughs> the biggest one possible. Cause it shouldn't be this wide open.
0: We shouldn't be saying that the West is wide open. And that's what I said last year when y'all was giving the MVP to Jokic, and I was sitting there arguing about silly things like win law, like winning and team standing and and how and those crazy things that that only matter in playoffs eating and and things like that, right? I, was, yeah, I told you, I remember telling you this. <laughs> when Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray come back, this team better be far and away the favorites to win the finals. Because all I'm hearing is how, well, oh, if they just had Murray and MP, MPJ, they would be fine. Oh, if, oh, they would be right on top of the West. They'd be right, <laughs> you know what? They are right atop the West. But nobody is going out there and picking them to win the title. And that's because, you know, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Voters, and right you.
1: now I'm looking at Caesars. The Nuggets have the fourth highest odds to win the championship, but the second out of the West. The Suns have the highest odds, and the, out Suns, of the West. And
0: the Suns are currently well; they've pretty well, much locked the, up the, the best four odds. seed, but they're, they they just barely qualify for home court advantage. Yeah. So there you have it. <laughs> you know, barely qualifying. I think I don't know if Joel Embiid would qualify for MVP next season. Do you see that? Players need to have at least 65 games played to win an award. This is part of the new collective bargaining agreement.
1: Yeah, I did see this, and I hate it. 65 games is way too much. It's way too many games. It's like two-thirds of the season. Yeah, but so you're telling me if a guy plays 60 games, but he's clearly been the best player in the league, he just can't get no award, he can't get no All-NBA, nothing? Like... That's like if we did it this year, you know, like guys like Steph wouldn't be he wouldn't be all NBA. LeBron wouldn't be all NBA. I don't think I don't think Anthony Davis. He wouldn't definitely wouldn't be all NBA. But like those are guys that we clearly can see from the eye test have been some of the best players in the league this year. So to me, 65 is just way too high of a number. It leaves them no leeway to make adjustments because. Even without this rule, there was always like an unwritten rule like in writers' heads. Like you have to be qualified for a certain amount of games. Like we're not going to put you in if you play 40 games. Like there was always a number they had in their head. But just to actually put a real number on it and like say this is the end all, be all, I don't I don't like it. I love it. You love it? Any
0: Look, I am in favor of anything that makes the NBA regular season more important.
1: So you think guys are going to be more willing to play now because of this? Right.
0: Yeah. Like and and also I think that cuz I there I think there's conflicting kind of 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 thought school of thought here so a lot of times where you have guy wants to play team won't let him play versus like kind of what I think is probably happening with D'Angelo Russell right now where he probably could play and is saying, "No, I'm a free agent. I'm not about to get hurt cuz I don't know who's going to sign me." Mhm. But I do know if I don't get hurt, I'll be signed, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's some of, some of that. And D'Angelo Russell is not in competition for any of these awards or anything. But yeah, and I did hear uh, I think Bobby Mark's talking to Zach Lowe saying that it's 65 is going to be. I think if you get 63, and you have like you can petition type deal, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you're in the neighborhood. But anything that makes the regular season more important, I'm with it. I'm with it. Because we have lost the value of, of wins and losses outside of the playoffs.
1: I would have liked sixty a lot more. Sixty five just seems a little too hefty for me. So that means you can only miss what seventeen games. That's not that much, man.
0: It feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. That's the whole football season.
3: <laughs> it's not football, man.
0: I mean, I hear you, but it's just like, yo, like, how available were you? Like, I'm I'm fine with guys playing less minutes.
1: Okay, so what if we get to a situation where it's, like, late in the year and you got a guy that's in a running for one of these awards, but he's, like, on the cusp of reaching that 63, 65 mark. So he just says, you know what? I'll just check in for, like, the first quarter and I'll just sit out the rest of the game. That counts as a game played. So I could definitely see that being a, a thing that could happen. Kawhi did it the other night. He played the first half and he low managed the second half. (laughs) So if you want to do that,
0: that's fine. And I think writers, I would hope that writers would account for that. If you want to go, I see that's a game play, but like you weren't there when it mattered. You weren't there when, you know, like let's say LeBron did that last night. Mm-hmm. and be like, well, okay. Because well,
1: I can see them doing it, like, if they have a, especially on a back-to-back that's scenario. What like, 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 like what yeah. Saying. Let's say yeah. LeBron
0: did it last night and he sat the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of that game against Utah and just dispersed his points that he scored in the fourth equally among the other five, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be sitting there as a voter and being like, okay, LeBron's had a really great year, but now he's, often yeah. <laughs> Reeves won this game. You know what I'm saying? Like Anthony Davis won this game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the Tobias Harris game where, in which Doyle and Bede scored 12 first half points and then sat the rest. Mm. But I don't, I, and I think now with so much jockeying for seeding and jockeying for position, I, I don't know how incentivized you would be to do that. If you're going to, because LeBron is, a, LeBron is the one I got this from. He said that it's not about playing the game. It's about getting ready to play the game. The warm-up, the the pregame, and everything else, mm-hmm. and the mental whatever. So like he said, like once he's ready, he can play 20 minutes, he can play 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like that now, uh, okay. But you know that that was a lot. So if the thought process is, okay, that's the hard part is getting ready for the game, then mm-hmm. hell.
1: Might as well play
0: him. Mm-hmm. I see I see scenarios where you, you got guys playing less minutes per game like uh, uh, Bud does in Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, yeah. if Giannis played 37 minutes a game, he would have a lot more stats.
1: Oh, but he don't,
0: because yeah. he don't need to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like, you'll see that more often. You'll see teams get deeper. I think this is all in all better for the league. Anything that enforces regular season, I mean, I'm, I'm good at it.
1: Yeah, I just got to see how the first year goes. See if guys really, really care that much. But if, if they do it like you think like you think they will then. Yeah, I think it'll be a good thing, but I'm I'm skeptical right now.
0: I'll say this though, the in season tournament is something that I'll say I hated to play an idea. Mm-hmm. Now I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the I loved it in practice. Right, and I loved it as soon as I saw it in practice. Yeah, right now in theory, I was like, okay, this this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. But then I, I was I was more amenable to it as I thought about it more because I'm like, who cares if you fought to get the eighth seed, okay? Like, mm. fight better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, So I'm fine with the top six being locked in in that way. Right. This midseason tournament, I don't know, dog.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought you were just in favor of making the regular season more important. This is the goal of that, right?
0: Well, here's the thing. Does this this might make the regular season less important? You might wait till the season in season tournament, and that might be it. You know what I'm saying? Like you have, well, they won. They won the the halftime classic, and then you know, catapulted to the top. Like, what do you get if you win? Why do I want to win? Right? Because in the NBA, that's the thing. In football, generally, teams want to win. In baseball, generally, teams down the stretch will want to win. You know what I'm saying? And like. Winning teams want to win. And like teams like the Pirates or the Tigers, they're going to want to lose, right? Or like yeah. the, the Texans are going to be mad when Lovie wins the game. Right. Like, the Jazz, in theory, were happy with yesterday's outcome.
1: Yeah, right. Played a
0: tough game right. and lost, which is gross. It makes me – goes against everything <laughs> I believe about sports. But if you have this end-season tournament and it has some major hookup to it, does it invalidate the first 40 games?
1: No, I mean, they'll still account on the record for your standings. Just look at it like this. Look at it like how college basketball has like that, those tournaments in the middle of the season, right? They start like, the like, season. Well, yeah, but then, I thought they had one like around Christmas too, yeah. or something. So like, like they'll that. they'll
0: have like the ACC Big Ten Challenge, yeah, or, whatever, or something like yeah. But that's not a real tournament.
1: Yeah, it's not a tournament. It's not <laughs> actual. Just, it's not an actual bracket. It's just North Carolina yeah.
0: scheduled Michigan State.
1: Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm
0: saying? And then Michigan is playing Maryland, and so on and so forth. So would you like it better it up.
1: if they did this be like at the beginning of the season instead of in the middle? I think so. I think so. Yeah, just kind of like a kickstart. Yeah, like.
0: I, I, I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yes. Okay. If you move this to like Novemberish, yeah, because you, you, know, my, that's that's my rallying cry. It's yeah. football season. Get this back. That might get you to actually
1: here. watch the NBA for the first few games.
0: Watch it live. I do. I, I will go back and watch. You know. You know, the day or two after the fact. NBA.com. Catch a clip game. Yeah. See what's going on in the association. Yeah.
1: So you can hold a conversation. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Got to be able to know who's nice and who's not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Got to be able to know that. But did you know the Lakers
1: started 2-10? and 10?
0: I did. <laughs> you remember? I made that bet at work. What was that? I bet, uh, you know, Buddy wear glasses at EIC. Oh, yeah. I yeah. bet him the Lakers would lose 10 games before they won five.
1: Oh, well, you you won that easily.
0: (laughs) And he took that personally. (laughs) Man. Yo, speaking of any took that personally, you seen Isaiah Thomas recently? Yeah. Old Isaiah Thomas?
1: Yeah, it's really bitter, man.
0: You know what? I'm here for it. Wow. I'm here for it. Because a lot of people be out here like, Isaiah needs to be quiet, this and that. You know what Isaiah is? A two-time champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, seriously. Like he's two time champ and was the best player on those bad boy teams. And 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 I'm taller than him in real life.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I know this because I seen them.
1: Yeah. I'm taller than him in real life. Are you saw him in Detroit? No, uh, N-A-B-J if you are me Okay.
0: But okay. I've seen, I seen me and Isaiah Thomas, I look over his head. I'm taller yeah. than him. You know what I'm saying? Like Steph's taller than me. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas, I'm taller than him. Wow. He was so, giving to his
1: buckets back in the day.
0: You wanna tell me that this dude, tough his nails, a walking bucket, broke his ankle in the fourth quarter against the Lakers. No, you, no worries. All right. I mean, Magic Johnson is 6'9, got no time for Isaiah Thomas, okay? <laughs> All right. And just because Michael Jordan released his documentary, Isaiah's like, y'all gonna dunk on me? <laughs> No, 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 no! I ain't no Scotty Pippen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He ain't you no. Know, he ain't dressing, He ain't walking around here in skinny jeans with no knees. I'm <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. I still wear a pinstripe suit.
1: <laughs> you know, I be watching him on NBA TV too, man. He, he gets some good insight. I like uh, hearing this commentary on the game. But uh, you know what's funny about this whole thing to me, and I just realized it. I mean, I knew it, but I I never like really thought about it in this context. You know Isaiah Thomas is from Chicago, right? Yeah, we were talking about it just last week. Yeah, so I think that's where a lot of this stems from—the fact that Michael Jordan went to his city and became like this god-like figure. You know, in it,
0: retrospect, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but that's where I got the West Side, South Side, the West guy, the West. Side oh, guy. yeah, it was yeah, from yeah, Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Yeah, hearing him talk about it. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah, but no, I think there's some part of him that's like he came to my city and. He's like this godlike figure in Chicago. Like, you can't say anything bad about Michael Jordan in the city of Chicago. And I think that's some pride in him. You know, it's like, I'm from here, and I did some great things. Obviously, I wasn't playing for the Bulls.
0: But but still, still,
1: like, I'm a hometown hero. But a lot of people probably don't even realize that he's even from there. Like, if you're just a casual, you probably don't even know he's from Chicago. But you think you associate Jordan with Chicago a lot more than you do Isaiah Thomas.
0: Well, I mean... So. For good reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's
1: not for a good reason. But just, I will yeah. like,
0: there's one place in the world where both LeBron haters and Jordan haters exist. And that city is Detroit, Michigan.
1: Yeah, y'all some haters out there, man. Well,
0: you got to think about it. <laughs> you got to think about it. So you had the bad boy Pistons, then Jordan comes. Yeah. Jordan couldn't beat the bad boy Pistons. Mm-hmm. Then they changed the rules, and he went six straight titles. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? All right. You know, six straight titles he competed in. Right, 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 right. All right. Then you had to go on the work pistons. The Chauncey, Rip, Ben Wallace, Mm -hmm. so on.
1: Put your lunch pail, put your hard hat on.
0: Rasheed Wallace. And you may remember one of LeBron's first major playoff moments. Scored 29 straight points in the fourth quarter.
1: I'll never forget that moment. In the Palace of Auburn Hills. That was like his official first, like, I'm him in the NBA. Against
0: the defending
1: (laughs) Eastern Conference champions. Yeah.
0: At the time. Yeah. So that's why.
1: No, it's for good reason. (laughs) That's why.
0: The team, the people that knocked off Detroit basketball at its finest, then went on to dominate the Eastern Conference at minimum for the next eight, and then the first time, and then the second time, the next decade.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know how many games the Pistons have won in the last 20? I'm sure a thing in the dark. I don't know. What, four?
0: One. Oh my gosh. Wow. They beat Indiana on a back to back.
1: Hopefully they get Victor, man.
0: One win. Last but not least, Donovan Mitchell can't stop scoring. The <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers' offense is not great, but he singularly is awesome. Yeah. They're seventh in offensive rating. First in defensive rating. Wow.
1: Tell me why this isn't a better team than Philly. Um I think the lack of experience. We're gonna start there.
0: Well, Philly got all Joel and B got all the experience of going home in the second round. Well
1: Yeah, right. Second round though. Cleveland has got the first round. I think they will. They're probably locked down. I think when a matchup with the Knicks in the first round, is pretty much locked down at this point in that four or five. So I think the Cavs would win that matchup. But um, yeah, I just think the difference is with Donovan Mitchell, obviously he's going crazy. I understand that. But in the playoffs, we have seen him have those off games where he's very inefficient. He's not a consistent playoff riser. He has moments. Don't get me wrong. But in the seven-game series, he's probably going to have two or three stinkers where you're like, okay, you're not – you can't make anything tonight. You're shot 9 of 25. And then also, outside of him, I like Darius Garland. Haven't seen him in the playoffs before. Jared Allen is not an offensive threat. I do like Evan Mobley, though. But once again, to me, it just comes down to the lack of experience, man. Uh, I know we like to rag on James Harden, but for the most part – even though his numbers dramatically decline in the playoffs, they're still a lot better than your average playoff performer. <laughs> it's just that we put him on a high, high scale and we have high expectations for him and he doesn't reach him, but he still performs above average for your playoff performer. And then obviously Embiid, I just think he's just going to be a complete monster. Now, they do have a good matchup, but they do play against him because they got two seven-footers to kind of combat him. But at the end of the day, if NB wants to dominate, I don't think there's nobody in the league that can stop him. And he's getting the most doubles in the league this year. And he's actually becoming a better passer out the double teams. And you know why I know that? I cut three tapes of him <laughs> throwing assist to P.J. Tucker last night off now, double, double teams. I would say this, though. <laughs> the
0: thing that concerns me is, is to P.J. Tucker, who in the last, uh, I don't know, I know this. I was paying enough attention in the first 20 games to know that it was a running joke about how he was putting up trillions, zeros across the board.
1: Bad. Really bad.
0: Unless you were betting the unders.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, you know, the next time that we talk, Mark, this will all be settled. The NBA yeah, playoffs. Yeah. Will all, what does Dave say? All, all squash will be settled. All, <laughs> It'll all be figured out. We'll all know we're all over the West and in the East and all the setup, and we'll know if the Lakers are in. We'll know if I'm doing a cap of consequence. Oh, uh, you're definitely
1: going to have to do that.
0: Dude, I just I just cannot. I just need, <laughs> I need, I need, I need the Rush for Revenge game tonight.
1: <laughs> you're holding on to the string at this point. <laughs> I'm holding
0: on. I'm not holding on to the string. You know what I'm holding on to? What do you The seventh spot. That's what I want. (laughs) Get it to the seventh spot and have to play in. Just have to play in. Just give me some single elimination. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll bring our lemon pepper parlays. All right, Mark Gunnels, the kid from Kansas City, Cinderella himself. What's your lemon pepper parlay?
1: Yeah, so... I'm going to start off with the Pelicans and Grizzlies game tonight. A lot of implications on the line here. I'm going with the Pelicans though on the money line, minus 210. Wow. Um I think they they're desperate. They're trying to get out the play in. They're only a game behind the Lakers and the Clippers. You know, so they're right there. They've been playing good ball lately. I know they just lost their most recent game, but besides that, Brandon Ingram's showing that he's a he's a floor raiser, man. He's uh, been balling offensively, not just scoring, but getting his guys involved from a playmaking standpoint as well. So Pelicans on the money line. And then I'm taking that and pairing it with the over in the Kings and Mavs game, like we were talking about earlier. That number is at 241 and 241.5. I think that is way too low when you have two of the top offenses in the league and two of the worst defenses in the league. So I think it's going to be a good old shootout in Texas tonight. So that's my lemon pepper parlay.
0: My lemon pepper parlay has a similar leg to yours. It's the Pelicans money line.
1: Oh. I like that as oh, well. That's why you made that
0: because <laughs> is funny. You, know, you didn't know that until I just told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> all organic. I didn't know what yours was. Until it's all I told organic. It. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna pair that. With Russell Westbrook and the Los Angeles Clippers. Revenge game in Crypto.com. Give me, give, me the, uh, give me the Clippers to win outright. I'm not, I'm not messing around with that two and a half. That two and a half sounds so dangerous after watching last night. And you know what I also am going to do? Not an official play, but I'm going to sprinkle it. I'm betting on the Pistons to win outright tonight. They have not won in forever.
1: What is that? Plus what?
0: <laughs> Plus 430. Wow. I'm gonna bet the Pistons to win outright tonight. They have not won more than they've won one game in the last twenty. They now they played a tight game yesterday until about two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Kyle Lowry and his big bud hit a few threes <laughs> that made it that made the margin wider than it is. And the Nets the Nets are uh, they're a feisty team, scrappy team. And I told you when they missed when they made that trade that they were going to make the Eastern Conference playoffs Still, they're gonna do it, but. There's been too many big upsets, double digit upsets. I'd rather, you know what, I'll die on this spread. Let's go. Okay. There it is. You think there's any chance that uh the oh, you know what? This would have been dope. It could have been the number 1 versus number 2 overall pick tonight with a spot in the Western Conference playoffs kind of oh, on the my line. Oh, god. Instead, there's just a spot with the Western Conference playoffs on the line, <laughs> and the number two guy is by far the number one guy out of the class. That's crazy.
1: And once again, you cannot just go a whole show without slandering Zion Williamson, and that's where we're going to end the show. Oh no! Wait,
0: did you hear them calling uh, Luka Doncic fat? <laughs> Who was that? Wasn't that uh, Atlanta? Was that Luka? They were in Atlanta. They were chanting.
1: Oh, the fans! Yeah. yeah hey, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, fat. Yeah. yeah hey, yeah, you're yeah. fat. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, what, how's it gonna shake down? Like, say the Pelicans sneak into the eight, they'll be in Denver. So do you think the Denver will borrow that?
1: No, they got more class in Denver. Oh, is that what it? Okay, yeah. What about Sacramento? They got class in Sacramento. Sacramento probably doing right. hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, you're fat. Hey, you're fat. See you guys next week.